listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Joining us today is Jasmine Geschelt, who is an Australian fashion designer and founder of her own ethical and sustainable activewear brand, Jasmine Alexa. Jasmine Alexa's sustainable and ethical ethos is a core of the business using luxurious, sustainable fabrics. Jasmine Alexa continues to implement measures across the business to ensure the highest quality garments can be made without coming at a cost to the earth and its people. Hi Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So you're based in Melbourne? Yes, sure am. Sure Whereabouts am. in Melbourne are you? So I'm in Balaclava, which is right next door to St Kilda. So right. lucky I'm near the water. And yeah. I mean, during lockdown, it's been the world of difference to me. So yeah, yeah I feel very lucky to be. I'm familiar. the same. I think mm. I think water makes a difference, oh. doesn't it? Absolutely. I yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's been like a saviour yeah. for me. <laughs> and all I'm, the last. I'm the same. I'm the same. Have you always lived in that area? No, so I grew up more in the suburbs, so probably close to 45 minutes, an hour from where I am. Really beautiful area, like lots of greenery. We were surrounded by apple orchards. Um, there were horses in our streets, so it was quite, I mean, it, it wasn't rural. I'm probably painting it to be that picture, yeah. but it was still like metro Melbourne, yeah. um, but very much in a more like quiet area, neighbourhood, which I was very fortunate to grow up in that environment. I loved it. Amazing. All right, I'd love to talk about your business journey because you've got two businesses, like so many people. Um, I find that once people get their confidence and get things going with their first business, it's a natural progression to add another business. Yeah. So people do that. All right, so let's just talk about your business journey today. So if you kind of just tell us, first of all, did you always know you were going to have your own business? Yes, I think I did. So both my parents have always worked for themselves. Actually, so same with my grandparents. So I've, I've always grown up in that environment and that being the norm. Um, so it was never really a question in, in a way. I think I always sort of knew that I, I did want to pave my own way and, and work for myself. So, I mean, I started my first business when I was 20 years old um, and I never really kind of thought of being so young as a, as a hindrance or a barrier in any sort of, um, I mean, on the contrary, I think I was sort of naive, which I think anyone kind of is when you do start your first uh, business. a matter of age, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. Um, and I think having that naivety was almost a bit of a blessing because I literally just threw myself in 110%. Um, there was no hesitation. I mean, what I know now versus what I knew at the yeah. start is chalk and cheese. Um, but yeah, I think it just really allowed me to jump in and, and start mm-hmm. the first business, which was, um, or which is a women's clothing and accessories boutique. And I still run that today, you know, 10, 11 years on. So um, mm-hmm. it definitely gave me a grounding to then start Jasmine Alexa, uh, my second business, which yeah. I started when I was around 25, 26. Yeah. Okay. So the first business is called Casa Mimo and yes. it's a retail space based in which area? In Balaclava. Yeah. So, yes, the same yeah. areas to where I live. Yes. Are your designs or what, what are you selling in there? 
So it's a mix. It's a multi-brand store. Um, so Jasmine Alexa is stocked in there as well. Um, but we have a, a whole multitude of brands. We also have vintage. So half the shop is vintage, half the shop is new stuff. Okay. Um, and we really cater for all ages and all sizes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then. And then since then, you've most recently launched another business, which is your own brand, which is a, a Jasmine Alexa, which is, how do we get Alexa? How does that come in? Because Jasmine's Good. your name. Yes, so a lot of people think Alexa is another person, but no, Alexa is my middle name. I assume, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so really what this is is this is active, active wear. Um, active active wear, yes. Yeah, so you can wear it active, you know, being active or getting a coffee basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's more, right. you know, to suit our modern lives and how we're living our lives, you know, yeah. these days. We're very much on the go, so it's more to suit, you know, our yeah. modern lifestyles. All with a sustainable and, you know, eco-friendly slant. So what's your background to be able to to launch this style of business? Yes, so I did study fashion design. Um, So I have a Bachelor of Design majoring in fashion. Um, So having that um, more technical background in in terms of understanding garment construction and colour theory and all that sort of stuff. Um, But then also I think custom email was really defining in giving me a a good business understanding and how to actually jump into Jasmine Alexa and start um, and not be so, I guess, raw and not, not naive, but, um, yeah, so fresh and raw in, in jumping into business. So I did have quite a foundation already yeah. at that stage. Yeah. Do you think that you would have been able to launch this activewear label without the design background? Oh, that's a really good question. Um I think so. Yes, I do. Um, I think it would have been harder. Um, you know, there, there are certain aspects, you know, that you do need to you know, absolutely know the technical side. But in terms of having a vision and being a creative, I feel like that's sort of innate in you. Um, I don't think you can actually teach that aspect. So oh, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question. It, well, but, you know, the reason why I'm asking it is because I've got several clients who have started fashion and activewear brands but don't have the design background right. you know, and and it is that you can do it but it's a much 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 harder trying to work it out is. who do I reach out to what's the process you know like where do I source fabric from all of that um so what would you be what would your tip be for people that are wanting to get into the retail space but don't have the type of background that you've got like how would they get started from your point of view I think the biggest thing is just to um, to learn as much as you can. I think speak to as many people as yeah. you can who have done it themselves. Um, you know, I actually did that even though I did have sort of a foundation. I still went and spoke to so many people and, and kicked their brains and got their insight. I think that's the best way to really learn. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think reading books, listening to podcasts, really immersing yourself in all of that is is so helpful. And I think um, yeah, that would probably be my biggest advice for someone who doesn't have a proper background in fashion to, yeah, to, to ask people who do. It always comes back down to your network. So like when you start a Absolutely. business, there is no network. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why social media and podcasts and all these things are so great for finding people online. But you kind of need to connect with them before you can reach out and ask for information or you can reach out to people and say do you mentor in this space because so many business owners that have come a certain way in their business end up mentoring other startup brands at some point do you do that yes I do actually I get a lot of 
inquiries and emails yeah. about that. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So within your range, because I absolutely love your range. It's so stylish, easy to wear and perfect for lockdown. Yes, what, it is. What are, the most, what are the most popular pieces in the range at the moment? So, yeah, at the moment it is more like the loungy leisure wear given, you know, our circumstances have changed in most yeah. of Australia. Um, so, yeah, that's over the last year that's definitely what's been the biggest driver of sales is, you know, the more sweatshirts, the relaxed pants, you know, just the real yeah. comfort um, pieces but still feeling elegant. So, obviously, you know, we're all working from home. We are on Zoom meetings. We still want to feel and, and look stylish but feel very comfortable. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I offer, and that, that that's what's been, you know, really yeah. in sales. Yeah, perfect timing for your brand. Yeah. Where yeah. where do you get inspiration from when you're working out the next range of the look? Yeah, I mean, I pull inspiration from all, all over. If I'm yeah. being honest, I never really stick to like one kind of source. You know, for me, it could be, you know, music, or it could be what I've seen someone wearing this, you know, in the street, or artwork you know even architecture for me and and like interior design and furniture design that's been mm. kind of a you know I've, I've often looked to that as inspiration yeah um I try to I mean I you know obviously keep up with the trends and you know what's happening in the industry but I I try to really avoid looking um at what other people are doing yeah and try to just define my own voice and yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah, it's such a good way. I do that with my own business as well. Like, yeah. I just think if I started looking at what other people that were doing that are similar to me, my head would explode. Absolutely. You know, and so you're better off just bouncing straight out of it and just doing your own thing. And I think I at the end of the day, if you're an expert in the field, you go with your gut instinct, your yes. knowledge, what you like, because then you can mould it into, into what you want, which then makes you exactly. unique without even having to try Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and your customers know you for that and that's why yeah. they come to you. You know, if you're doing the same as everyone else, well, you know, they're going to be going to every other brand mm. too. So you really need to, yeah, find your niche and stick to that and stick yeah. true to yourself as well. Yeah. I love the top that you're wearing at the moment that says, this is me. Yes, so that's a big part of the brand as well. Yeah. Um, so, mm. yeah, I launched This Is Me, uh, I think it was about a year after I launched Jasmine Alexa, and it's it's all symbiotic. It's all part of, you know, the same same brand at the end of the day. Um, but This Is Me is a platform kind of built into the Jasmine Alexa website, and I am trying to look at doing more things offline as well to make it kind of, you know, not just a, an online thing. Online um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it's all about uh, normalising the discussions around mental health and creating a safe space for women, well, not, not just for women, it's for everyone, um, to come and share their stories of their mental health journey. Um, you know, they can read other women's journeys. Uh, and it's it's more about, yeah, just creating this community around it and more, um, you know, normalising that discussion, but also about celebrating who we are, you know, flaws and all. Um so it's, yeah, it's been um, a really beautiful uh, growth in, in seeing that flourish um, and, you know, bringing that more into, I guess, the fashion side of the brand as well, which is kind of touching on the sweatshirt that I'm wearing. So I have um, every now and then I launch like a mini collection based around This Is Me and they're usually just very um, classic silhouettes, you know, unisex pieces. You know, this is the one that I'm wearing now is a unisex piece. And... 
it's more about, you know, the slogan. It's more about this is me and really what that feels and what that represents, um, especially when, you know, we are wearing it and we are showcasing that. Mm. Um, and all proceeds of these garments that I've done over the years um, have been donated to various different mental health charities. In the past, I've worked with Headspace Australia, um, which goes towards youth mental health. Um, and now I'm currently working with Lip Timber who more specifically work with women's mental health. So, um, yeah, I've actually got a new, a new, some new pieces coming very soon actually for This Is Me, which I'm really excited to launch, especially where we are in the world at the moment and, you know, how we're all feeling. And I think mental health has become such an important topic. Mm. So I think now more than ever. It's, it's <clears throat> what you're doing is you're creating community and you're giving back and doing exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So clever. So clever. Yeah. Thank right. you. I guess... Yeah. I mean, physical health, you know, which obviously the activewear component comes into, you know, we focus so much time on our physical health, but not so much on our mental health. So it kind of, for me, it makes sense to kind of merge those two and bring them mm. into the one space. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really powerful. And that's something that you can really grow over time as well as people get exactly. to know that, um, that message. So, because one of the questions I was going to ask you is what have you done mm. for brand awareness? So that's a really good answer for that so beyond this is me what else have you done for brand awareness yes my goodness I mean I do I do a lot (laughs) you know you know I am obviously influence outreach has been sort of a big driver in growing the brand um in saying that though very while we're on that how, yes. how have you found your influences? Like what have you done to find the right influences for you? Because it is a hit and miss Absolutely. Um, to begin with. So what's the process you've, you've experienced? Um, for me it's always, I mean, yes, there is an aspect of trial and error, I'll be honest, but, you know, it's very much there needs to be from the get-go um, a synergy between, I guess, their values and what, the brand values are that's incredibly important it's not just about you know the aesthetic um and their followers it's never ever been about that at all it's more about um yeah how we align yeah so you know I've you know worked with influencers with a very small follower um base but you know that's never really been a hindrance I think it's kind of good to work with a, a whole multitude of of different followers micros all the way through to you know the, the big ones mm. um but you're finding the right ones, you know, I guess in the beginning, um, you know, yes, maybe you do align on certain values, but then when it comes out, it it may not necessarily be portrayed in that way. So yeah. Yeah, it does a lot of the time come down to trial and error. Yeah. And I think you, over the years that. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I was going to say, are you doing it in um, like contra? So you're exchanging, yes. yeah, the clothing yes. in exchange for social contra. From day one, I've made it a big part of the brand to, to, that I would never want to pay because I feel like that automatically breaks that kind of authenticity and, and that brand alignment, well, that value alignment. So it, I've made it a really strong point that I would never pay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been about contra because I feel like then they believe in the brand. If yeah. they are willing to accept that, then yeah. Yeah. there is more of that synergy there. How, how important is social media for you? Because, again, social media is a form of brand awareness. How important yes. is that for your brand? It's everything it's so important um mainly for you instagram okay for us uh for your brand i that's a good question it's funny i i don't have a tiktok account and it's something i've actually this week funny enough been thinking more about it and 
perhaps trialing um, to, to, you know, get on there. So <laughs> definitely it's something on the works and it's yeah, definitely something we're open to trialing um, given that it is such a, you know, it's a very growing platform at the moment and, um, you know, our target audience are, are yeah, on there. Yeah, that's so, what I'm thinking, your target audience. Yeah. And really, look, if you're creating reels on Instagram, it's basically the same thing on TikTok. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, no, it's definitely just a matter of yeah kind of getting the headspace exactly (laughs) no there's enough going on at the moment (laughs) you know what you could even do is with your influencer outreach you know say to them that you'd like to be like choose people that are good at creating reels and so that becomes your content for tiktok yeah that's that's a great idea actually Mm. yeah because with fashion you can do amazing reels and they're not even hard to do true yeah i've seen a lot of those beautiful like transition ones where you know they're chopping outfits and yeah there are. That's a, that's a great tip. So look, another, because there's so many questions I want to ask you and we've only got limited time. Yes. So another question I'd love to ask you is, you know, your brand is also being sold on, you know, on other online retailers' spaces. Yes. How have you gone about getting uh, distribution on, on different people's online stores? <laughs> that's a great question um a lot of hustle yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest yeah. um I mean the brand is on the iconic and that was honestly a good year of me hustling yeah. to get the brand on there and it took a long long time and a lot of back and forth and it finally happened so it was definitely not a quick overnight thing yeah. and a lot of I mean some of my retailers have been, you know, it's been very organic. They've reached out. They want to stock the brand, which has been great. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, that's kind of the dream scenario, but that's definitely not reality all yeah, the time. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got other clients which are on the Iconic. Okay, so what's the process? You know, what what process did you follow for, for when you're reaching out to get your brand stocked by another e-tailer? Um, so I've always thought you know, you've got to think outside the box, you yeah. know, they're getting bombarded with emails every single day and it, they're most likely going to skim over it. And, and I've got that experience obviously with um, Casamimo, you know, we get honestly, my, I've kind of stopped checking that email because it's every day, like hundreds of emails from brands wanting to be stuffed in the store. Yeah. It's too much. So I understand it from a buyer's perspective, what it's like. So I've always thought, well, how can I think outside the box? So what worked really well for me, um, so I actually showed at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, well, I've showed twice now, and both times what I've done is sort of created these beautiful um, Jasmine Alexa boxes. So and inside it's got a T-shirt, well, one had a T-shirt, um, a bit of a story about the brand. You know, it's this really kind of more experiential um way of learning about the brand so I sent those out to all key buyers um key media as well Mm. and I've sort of continually sort of done that I think you know if they can actually receive something physical they can actually get to experience the brand firsthand rather than just an email full of text and some images Um, and that really opened up so many doors for me Mm. so it's just yeah I think for brands out there it's it's, you've got to think outside the box people are so busy and bombarded it's a bit like a press kit but it's for buyers exactly exactly the same thing yeah I know you do have to go to a lot of effort as well because you first of all you've got to pinpoint where do I want to be stopped so that it aligns 
Who's the contact person? You've got to establish some kind of like brand recognition before you get in contact, I think, because it makes the process a lot easier. So it could be that you're following them on social media and engaging with their account so that when you get in contact, it's not the very, very first time they've heard of you. Exactly. You yeah. do need to give them some warning that they are about to receive something in the mail because yeah. often they'll be like, well, I don't know who this is. I'm, I know. I'm I Look, I know when I, when I get sent product from a brand and there's been mm. no contact and literally just something arrives. Yeah. Because it's so unexpected. I'm like, what's this? Who's it from? Yes. About? I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That, that's my thought process. However, if someone has reached out to me and said, this is my brand, this is what I stand for, are you interested in receiving mm-hmm. this product? I, I then, before just saying yes, I look at the brand and go, is that a good alignment? What do I think? And then I'll give a response so that when it, exactly. when it arrives, I've already got, you know, the base understanding of the product. Absolutely. It makes all yes. the difference. Yes, yeah. I agree. And I think reaching out on social media is also a really good way mm. of actually getting their attention. And it's obviously really can quickly, you know, touch through to your profile and see what the brand's yeah. about um, yeah. versus an email where, you know, they're busy and they're not necessarily going to click through to your website. So you've got to try and make it as easy for them. Absolutely. Really. I For me, I find when people try to do business with me by Instagram, though, I just can't deal with it because I've got so much going on. So, like, True. my preferred process is if someone's reaching out by Instagram is literally just to say, like, introduce themselves and say, what's your email? So that, like, basically then you, I suppose you've got the choice whether you can respond True. on Instagram or move on to um, email because if, if it's no. not on my emails, like, it, it's hard for me to remember what's going on because there's so much. Yeah, no, true, I, think, I guess, yes. I think having those two touch points um, and then also, like, kind of leaving it, like, letting them know which is the best way to speak with you is it by Instagram or email, then just kind of gives that choice. True. But yeah, it is quite a process. But you're right, nothing happens overnight. No, nothing's as easy as it looks. The hustle no. is real. It ah, is. It really is. <laughs> is needed. Far out. Yeah. So um, what's the focus for you for over, you know, the next 6 to 12 months? Yes, I've got so much on the cards. Um, I think, you know, ironically lockdown has given me so much time to really think about the future of the brand and step back and, and not get so caught up in the day-to-day grind, um, which has really allowed me to, you know, think about where I want to take the brand. And for me, it's very much about bringing um, this is me more into the core of the brand, into everything that I do and make sure that messaging is really clear. Um, but also, you know, I think focusing on really growing and perfecting the sustainable and ethical side of the business and creating garments that will stand the test of time and aren't, you know, stuck into, I guess, a trend box, which, you know, as I mentioned anyway, I don't really follow those trends anyway. Um, But also, you know, broadly, you know, much longer term, it is about, you know, stepping offline and perhaps even creating a physical space for Jasmine Alexa, that's you know beyond the clothes. It's more about a community, um, a community space, and bringing women together um, mm. into that space, and um, you know bringing in health and well-being and mental health and and wellness and all that into the one space. So that is much a longer goal, but it's in the works, and and excited yeah. to be able to think about that and, yeah. and what that will look like. Wow, super exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. Do you find your brain ever stops? 
oh never <laughs> never I'm sure you can feel you can relate to that I'm sure yeah yeah where yeah. do the majority of your sales coming from are they coming direct to you by your online store or through um your distributors or where where's the bulk of it coming from um currently oh it's last that I kind of checked it was about 60 percent wholesale 40 percent direct um which is yeah I think kind of standard yeah 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 but that's kind of just the the, the way that I've chosen uh, yeah how long's the the brand been going for getting close to five years now really yeah so interesting Okay, so this shows you. Okay, so you've been at that for five years, and like yes. from a consumer's perspective, me looking at the brand, because I only I only noticed it about a year ago. So I had assumed it was going for two years. There you go, there you go. It's it's, it's often the case. I, yeah, I feel like I know. I've seen that. Yeah, you know, brands been going for yeah. ten years, but you've only just you know really sort of started to. But that's how long it takes to really grow and and get your business it is and I think it's really important for people to know that because people honestly that are like six months into a new business quite often have unrealistic expectations of like where the brand's going to be sales you know and and I think that that's absolutely fine because that's just what people think when they first start businesses just to be reminded it really does take five years to get a business going it really does does you don't no one wants to hear that no, they don't. They want to hear the overnight success stories, which, yes. you know, are, are glorified, but that's not reality. You know, well, there's, there's a lucky one. Yeah, and look, you know what, if I had been told at the beginning, look, it's going to take you five years to really get it going, I'm not so sure I would have started it. So it's actually, it's actually better not to know. It's true. It's true. That's, yeah, being a bit naive, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, I, I was told it would take three years. So I was like, yep, that's cool. And then about a year into it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, so hard. And someone said to me, look, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. It's really going to take you five years. And I'm like, gosh, yep. far out. But you know what it is? Yeah. Like three years, three years, the business starts to get on track and you can feel exactly. you can feel the momentum. So three years is right, but it's five years before you go, oh, my gosh, I feel like I can relax a bit and the business is going to keep going. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. It's still the best thing you'll ever do. It's oh, absolutely. So absolutely. There's no way I'd go, you know, I couldn't go work for someone else. It's, no. It's, no. Yeah. Everyone's said it. Yeah. The best totally. thing. So anyone that's listening that just heard us say five years, please don't let this that put you off if, if you no, are exactly. in a business <laughs> or if you're in a startup. Because it's it's honestly the best thing. It's the best thing for every single reason in the world. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Oh my gosh, this has been so wonderful speaking with you. I feel like we could speak forever, but I'll let you go. I've also got a business coaching meeting that I've got to go um, into. Absolutely, you're a busy um, woman. I'm I'm so glad you wore that top. You know what? I'm gonna I'll take a screen grab and we'll put it up on social oh, media so everyone can see you in it when we when we finish um, chatting. But yes, thank you so much for joining us. Where can everyone find you? Yes, you can find me um, at www.jasminealexa.com or on Instagram at jasmine.alexa. Awesome. Thanks, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun.